This podcast deals with adult content, such as extreme themes of graphic nature, which could be difficult for sensitive listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. How are you doing? <laughs> We're like going, hi, everybody. <laughs> After our Simpsons. Hi, Dr. Led. Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that was bizarre, uh, but funny. Dr. <laughs> That's so weird that that got brought up just so randomly. Um, I had to Google it because I was like, who? Lionel Hutz. What? <laughs> Lionel Hutz, attorney at law. <laughs> and then the moment that I saw it, I was just like pissing my pants. It was so funny. Hey, I stand by uh, Chris Dawson's an asshole. <laughs> he is an asshole. <laughs> I just love it. All right, Lionel Hutz. <laughs> Hell, I'd charge him for misconduct just on that. <laughs> <laughs> amazing but yeah so if anybody hasn't heard he's he's been charged of historic sex offenses yes that's right for children under the between the ages of 10 to 17 yes and so, that is an australian case for those who are living under a rock how is that was even possible say, if you listen to us and you haven't listened to the teacher's pet you are living life so wrong i know i was <laughs> i was gonna say that as well. i was like oh it's, it's a fantastic it's horrible to say fantastic the journalism is outstanding it's truly one of the best pieces out there and it's such a sad and horrifying case as we talk about so many times so many failings on massive systemic failures. yeah yeah speaking of Mm -hmm. as i mentioned to you earlier i wanted to just bring up a little a little bit of something that i heard today regarding last week's case with Ian Huntley. Yes. Oh, before you continue. Hi, I'm Angela. Oh, hi, I'm Angela. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to Murder on Our Minds. Hi. Sorry, I was so wrapped up in, like, saying what what I wanted to say that I just completely forgot (laughs) what we were doing. (laughs) It's the Crime of the News episode, our mini-sode. It is. But right now it sounds like Missy Claire has some housekeeping. Well, yeah, it's just a bit of a follow-up. So you'll remember last week when we talked about Ian Huntley, you asked me whether or not when he asked the police questions, they gave The answers, I remember. Any answers. Now, I was listening to Real Crime Profile today. They've done a huge, like, number of parts on the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. Oh, have they? Are they recent episodes? Yeah. They are recent episodes because they're talking about the Netflix documentary. I still haven't and, finished that. Oh, it was fucking boring. I'm I sorry. I did find it boring. That's why I still haven't watched it yeah. yet. Me and Dean put it on and we got half an hour through and we just looked at each other and just went, meh. I got uh, three or four episodes and something like that. Um, become, I watch it while I'm folding my laundry and I'm just like, yeah. I can't do this anymore. No. Well, they were severely criticizing it and they're also talking about the maddie podcast which i've oh i haven't i've got it on my list but i haven't listened to it and i'm starting to wonder whether i'm in two minds because i i mean maybe i put too much weight on what the guys on that podcast say just because they're professionals but they were talking about the case and they're talking about problems with the podcast and the, the series but the reason why I wanted to talk about that was because uh, I think is it Laura? I haven't watched it in a long time, so yeah, I listened to it. Laura Richards. Okay, yes. 
Uh, she's the the British woman that's on yeah. this. So she was talking about the comparisons between searching for missing people, and she brought up the Soa murders in Ian Huntley, oh. and she actually said that the um the the police officer who Ian Huntley asked about the DNA was he was quite a young police officer, and he actually answered his question. Oh. No. oh. Talk about hindering your own case. Yes. Yeah. And I was stunned. I was like, holy fuck, I wish I'd listened to this like a week earlier because I could have actually answered your question there and then. And just on a completely side note, she was also saying, apparently none of the, really any of the police officers on the case thought that he was a suspect at all. And it was a, a female police officer who was talking. She she went to like the superintendent or whoever it is that's right. in charge and said that she spoke to Ian Huntley and the hairs on the back of her neck went up. She just had... What female intuition? Just gut reaction to it. And they just sort of laughed her off. Of course it would, because look when it happened. It was what... Remind me the year again. It was early 2000? 2002. Yeah, it might be. Women were still considered. I'm sorry, but women were still considered a joke then. And this is the thing. And and Laura talks about the fact that there's clearly gender um, bias. Yeah, that's the exact word she used: gender bias. And apparently, this woman was the one who went in and checked on the system what had happened with him, and who had seen that he hadn't given them the keys to search the outbuilding that the girls clothes were found in so essentially she's the reason that the case was cracked yeah for sure and apparently laura um worked to get her a commendation oh wonderful for her efforts because she was like this is they they probably would wouldn't have solved the case or you know it sounded like they were kind of just brushing off her concerns like hey, don't worry honey yeah. men are talking it's a hysterical woman. exactly she's, she's got a feeling like, oh no ridiculous crazy woman well, sometimes a gut feeling and actually having the the wherewithal to follow yeah. through with that and look into yeah. it and and do something it is what's required. Oh, definitely. So yeah, I just felt the need to sort of if if people haven't listened to that, it's really worth listening to. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to write that down. I know we talked about it earlier, um, yeah, on Messenger, but I'm gonna have to really write that down and things to pay attention to to listen to. They. I only listen to certain cases. Yeah, I think I need to I do that say, because but... obviously I really enjoy them, but I felt like, yeah. oh, I didn't know about this one. Or like when they were talking about um, Making a Murderer, which is one of the first few, yeah. Yeah. few um, episodes that they had. It was the OJ one that I listened to. Oh, see to now, first. that is definitely something I wanted to watch because <laughs> I that case has always been so deep for me because I was around, Uh-oh. I was watching it on TV when it happened. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Also, right. So oh, I'm just going to like constantly use this time, apparently, to talk about other podcasts. <laughs> so I rave a lot about how much I love Small Town Murder, but they also have a side podcast called Crime in Sport. OK. And they always swore they'd never do OJ, but they did OJ this week. But they focused on a lot of the before his life before he met Nicole and then what happened with Nicole. They covered the trial over five minutes. Like, that wasn't ever going to be the key part yeah. of it. And then they talked about what happened to him afterwards. Now, apparently, so I'm in one of their Facebook groups and somebody shared, somebody had, um, oh, I've got to find the link. 
So somebody who's got a parody account for OJ, he oh, no. like tweeted OJ Simpson saying that just I think he was just digging at yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And trolling just, him. And just, yeah, just completely yeah, that is exactly the word trolling him. So and then apparently OJ replied saying I will find your ass and cut you with 16 <gasps> knife emojis. Like, what, a what the fuck? idiots. I'm like, dude, you've already you gone doing? to jail for, what was it, um, breaking and entering. Oh, he's a terrible, he, he's a violent bad man. Person. He went for, um, it, it was armed robbery or something Yes, it was like armed robbery he because was, he yeah. suspected, if I remember correctly, he suspected a pawn shop of actually owning some things that he had that had been stolen and instead of saying yo that's mine give it back yeah uh, he went broke and entered and tried to steal it back and i think i think there might have been gunfire don't take me at that word but i re- remember listening to it recently and i'm like freak sakes just yeah, yeah. everything it seems to be resulting or rather ends in some sort of violent action from him and it's just not good Oh, absolutely not. He's uh, he's he's an abhorrent human being, in my <laughs> and that's opinion. the perfect word. It really is. But anyway, sorry. Enough of the digressions. Let's do some crime in the news. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Claire's ready to get down to dirty. <laughs> do you want to start? All right. So, as the conductor of this train, <laughs> I've got my conductor's hat on. I literally just pulled the steam. <laughs> <laughs> so did I, actually. <laughs> If you can do choo-choo with so much emphasis, but not to do the hand thing that pulls the steam, are you really a conductor? (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even get it out. I was laughing beforehand. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, so we have actually a few updates. Um, Yes. We're going to touch on Nexium in a little bit but yes. this is an update on the Loreline Garcia Brito death uh, the murder actually which we mentioned quite a few months ago oh, it, it was when it first happened because it was breaking that's right news. it was breaking news we literally just grabbed it and put it in our headlines yeah um and the woman in the UK actually in London yeah, th- yeah, this made me feel really on edge, this one. Yeah, for those who don't recall, she was found dead. And pretty soon afterwards, it was counted as murder. And her ex-boyfriend, Kirill Belarusov, who's 32 and is from Estonia, was arrested in Tallinn in the capital of Estonia. Whilst he was on, wasn't it like a boy's day out or something? Yeah, it was like some birthday do, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, was it was either that sure. or... um. What what does the stag do? What's a man's version? Uh, yeah, a stag do. Okay. Yeah, I I never been any of them. Nobody invites me to them. A woman's is a is a oh handy. yes that's right. Oh whoops, they're way overrated unless you actually like the people you're going with. Well, but... I've never been invited to any of them, so I have no idea. <laughs> if I ever have one, you can come to mine. <laughs> Sounds great. I'll get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he was arrested. And very quickly, he, the authorities worked together from Estonia and the UK and brought back to London. Yes. And that's where he was charged with suspicion of murder. So that's where we are now. And yes. Where am I now? 
So he, uh, Belarusov, has appeared at the Old Bailey for Thank a plea you. hearing. Um, yeah, uh, before Judge Nigel Lickley on Tuesday. <laughs> I love that name. Um, quite recently, just in the past couple of days, he pled not guilty to the murder of his ex-girlfriend, which happened between March 1st and 5th. That's yeah, um, yeah. He's in custody at the moment and faces a three-week trial starting September 9th. Yeah, and, and Loreline Garcia Berto's mum was there. At the hearing. The poor woman just must be in absolute. She must be in tatters. Bit. You know, you don't expect yeah. to find your daughter just in her, what was it, her backyard or front yard? Uh, yeah, I th- uh, think she was buried in her back garden. I don't think yeah. she was buried. Because she was. Oh, it says shallow grave. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, how shallow? I mean, I think. Yeah, I was going to say that that could be anything in Yeah, fairness. they could just, you know, sprinkle a little bit of dirt on top of her yeah but yeah so that is um so he's currently in custody and yeah that trial will begin september 9 and just because this is just something we've been covering for a while um yeah i've got it on google alert so it's gonna be oh yeah it's coming up cool Alrighty. Mm, this next one this this has been going on what feels like forever Charles Marriott has been found guilty of killing the McStay family. Now, this was, this is a hugely high profile case. It definitely is. That's why I included it. (laughs) Yeah. And I heard, was it My Favourite Murder? I think so. They covered it recently. Yeah, because, yeah, I remember listening to this then. And as I was reading it, I was going, oh my God, that's that one. That's that one. That's that one. Yeah. Charles Marriott, who is 62, was found guilty this past Monday in a San Bernardino courtroom of murdering the McStay family of four more than nine years ago and burying their bodies in shallow graves near Victorville. And this guy is a sicko. He is awful. I mean, just... I, oh, if you don't know, if you have no clue about this actual story, you really should look it up. It is truly horrible. It's awful. So... Back in 2010, February 2010, the McStay uh, family, so this is the two parents. And two young sons. They they vanished suddenly and, like, their home was basically, the people who went in there and found that they had gone knew that something had happened because there were bowls of popcorn that were left uneaten and it just looked like they just upped and left in a moment of panic. It's all scary. Uh, no, it's very it's scary. Terrifying. It's very scary. My apologies. Must be so unnerving to find a scene like that. But this is it because you have no idea. It, friendly enough, the first thing I think of is aliens. Oh <laughs> uh, well, see, I just thought some like an accident's happened and they've had to just go. It's almost like if you were to hear earthquake and you need to leave now or something, you know, yeah. like they had yeah. evacuated and yeah. there's no yeah, exactly. sign just left for everything. why. In November 2013, their bodies were found by an off-road Michaelist? Motorcyclist. (laughs) That's what I'm going to call Mr. P from now on. Hey, you're a Michaelist. A Michaelist. (laughs) Sorry, I need to put my tongue back in. I'm having a terrible day. Oh, my God. I've literally been the same all day. Oh, I've had such... Yeah, I won't get into it. I don't want to bore people. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, their bodies were found by an off-road motorcyclist about 100 miles away in shallow desert graves just north of Victorville in San Bernardino County. 
and alongside the bodies or well along with the bodies i should say because that could be misconstrued was a rusty sledgehammer and charles or chase as he was known Merritt was arrested in november of that of 2014 Friday just gone, the jury reached their verdict in the murder case against him and the authorities said that he had killed the family with the sledgehammer after his business associate, this is the father, 40-year-old Joseph McStay, had tried to cut him out of a business making and selling custom water fountains. Now, this is because, apparently, uh, Merritt had been just draining McStay of money, like left, right well, and centre. It makes sense to why t- he would be like, well, fuck off. You're not doing this anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, taking money out of the business for gambling and, and all manner of stuff. And the evidence that the prosecutor said linked Merritt to the murder was in the family's car. Like I just said, the financial element to it. They could see that Joseph McStay had given merit a lot of money uh and cell phone tower data linked him to the deaths of joseph mcstay his wife who was 43 and named summer mcstay and their two sons four-year-old gianni and three-year-old joseph jr when you hear that the cause of the death is blunt force trauma to the head and poor four-year-old gianni sorry this is i don't know whether i should say this but i've started now apparently suffered at least seven blows in the incident that i mean poor, poor child i mean h- how could anybody do that to a child why why the kids what? why why do you have to inflict that much torture i never understand why they there's one person who has a beef with another and yet they take it out on the entire family yeah it's outrageous I i've never understood that it's just madness it really is and for a long time the police actually thought that the family could have gone to Mexico because their car had been found parked at a strip mall near the Mexican border. But, I mean, that why would you not take things with you? Why would you leave in such a hurry? You know, but hindsight's a wonderful thing, I suppose. Yeah, you know, I think it was more wishful thinking than anything. I think you're right, yeah. No. Just trying Especially to keep on a bit with of hope. two young children under the age of five, you don't yeah. want to think the worst. You really keep that line open with, filled with hope just because you want it to be there even if all the signs are pointing to no. Yeah, yeah. You're going to cling on to, to anything that you oh, can, most really. But he has been found guilty and the prosecutors are seeking the death penalty. So time will tell on that, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was all over the gambling debt. Um, yes. Just Merritt happened to owe him $30,000 along with back taxes and 20000 So let's say 50000 total. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot of money. And he was stopping you from getting more money. But yeah. you don't have to harm the family because you're, dra- you're drained financially, but you're trying to drain them as well. I don't get it. Chance, sir. Well, and, and I think maybe, maybe it was a case of, and I, I, I don't remember all of the details about this case, so I could very well be wrong, but maybe it was a case of the business will come to me. I'm the business partner. 
once they're all gone, I have full control over the business and the money that's in it. So, yeah, hopefully he will get his just desserts. I mean, he's a a terrible human being. Oh, most definitely. To take his anger out on not only an entire family. I can't get over the fact that he did that to the four children. They did not deserve that. It's just, oh, disgusting. Sorry. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah. On to another horrible, horrible Another update. Um, Mm. For those who've been reading the news about that poor 19-year-old woman, Marlene Ochoa Lopez, who died when her throat was slashed and then her baby was ripped from her womb. Recently, I even posted this on Twitter, Giovanni Yadiel Lopez, the baby who was ripped from the womb, he, after living with brain damage for 53 days in the intensive care unit, he had passed away. Mm. And it's terribly sad. The parents, rather, her parents and the baby's father were really hoping for a miracle, and it unfortunately yeah. did not happen. The actual hospital had been cleared of any wrongdoing by the Illinois Department of Public Health. And they said after an investigation, the Center for Medicare and Medicare Medicaid Services determined that Advocate Christ Hospital was found to be in substantial compliance. Unfortunately, it still led to the baby's death, and it they, it wasn't even notified immediately that they re, it wasn't even realized immediately. Excuse me, that the baby wasn't Clarissa Figueroa, the woman who killed Marlene, was that it was her child. It, it took them too long for them to figure that out. I mean, I, I've got I've got to be honest here. I think that the Lopez Ochoa family is putting their anger in the wrong place here. I understand that they're grieving mm-hmm. and they are having a terrible time, uh, but I feel I, I I don't know the ins and outs regarding the hospital, yeah. but there's only so much that a hospital can do and when a baby has been in that position and been so poorly for so long I I hate to say it but I think it was always going to follow this path it would have been a miracle if he'd have survived that's a fact and I think especially going through such trauma at such a a tender age absolutely yeah and I, I just I can't help but feel like the anger's a little bit misplaced and but it's such an unusual case. I mean, how often do you actually hear about a baby being ripped from their womb this day yeah. and age? And we've talked about this before. Yeah. This is, you hear more about murder than you hear about this type of crime. It Absolutely. just doesn't happen. Not really. Obviously, an emergency room has to be prepared for the most bizarre of situations. But when an, when something this bizarre and this traumatizing happens mm-hmm. you can only follow procedure <laughs> but this is the thing they don't think that procedure was followed but is there actual procedure for this who knows but what they have said is there's no doubt in our minds that on april 23rd 2019 mistakes occurred at this hospital there were red flags everywhere baby Giovanni lopez is dead now and we need to make a law in place to help hospitals like Christ Advocate get things right when the next innocent baby walks into the ER in the arms of criminals like Clarissa Figueroa. Now, they do not need to submit a correction plan. 
However, uh, Advocate Christ Medical Center says it is looking to improve internal communications by partnering with local and regional police to collaborate on safe and efficient procedures while outlining communication and management of police activity at the medical center with a campus-wide education plan to train staff. In my opinion, so long as that the hospital put the care of that child at the forefront, mm-hmm. there's nothing more they could have done. But this is it. Just piggybacking on this because I have an update, a further update on this. Yeah. Because I also have this on Google Alerts. The Figueroa family, the Clarissa and her daughter, and Peter Bobak, which was her boyfriend, Clarissa's boyfriend, yeah. have been officially charged with homicide in the baby's death as well. Excellent. Thank Christ. So an autopsy was conducted by the medical examiner's office. And they have said that Giovanni Lopez died of complications of anoxic encephalopathy, intrauterine hypoxia, and maternal assault and demise. And thus, his death was ruled a homicide. They said the Lopez family was hoping for a miracle despite a grim prognosis from doctors, as well as the stiffer charges for the Figaro's for damages done to the newborn. As it should be. Oh, definitely. Oh. oh, man. I mean, that family's had a fucking shit time of it. And I, 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 I'm not trying to criticise them with what I'm saying. I, I understand it entirely. I just... They've really been dealt a bad card. They really have. I feel like even keeping them in your thoughts is not enough. You know? Oh, oh God. No. I, yeah, it's... It's, it's horrendous, it's and I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy, to be honest Definitely with you. Definitely not. Uh, oh. Do we want to touch on Nexium? Oh, oh, on our terrible friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's. Keith Rainier, a self-help guru accused of leading a sex cult that enslaved women, has been found guilty of all charges laid against him. He was convicted by a jury after a six-week trial in Brooklyn, New York. He allegedly oversaw a slave and master system, which he called Nexium. Uh, And through that, it was DOS, actually. That's the big fault there. He was convicted of all counts against him, including racketeering, sex trafficking, and child pornography. Ugh. Uh, He pled not guilty to all charges but he could actually face life in prison and during the trial the court heard how female recruits in the group were branded with his initials and coerced into having sex with Rainier so that's one of the main things about it but the more that came out through the trial which I mm. also had to go on Google alerts it's outstanding he was starving women getting them down to what was it 102 weights? Uh, yeah, yeah, weights. yeah. He was getting sexually suggestive photographs from 15-year-olds. It's absolutely horrible. And this is a case that's going to be talked about for years. Oh, God. And I have no for doubt sure. about that. Yeah. You're going to hear cults, and this is going to be right up there with children of God. Definitely. And apparently, so Alison Mack, who was of small almost male. like a partner she was like the queen the queen grandmaster especially as far as dos was oh, concerned definitely. i believe 
So she actually testified against Keith Ranieri during the Probably trial. Probably for a lighter sentence on her part. Absolutely. There's no other reason why she would have oh, done that, saving her own course. back. But she hasn't been sentenced yet, I believe. But that's that'll be because they're doing it based on these conditions of testifying, oh, I'm sure. Oh, most definitely. I 100% um, agree on that. So hopefully this son of a cunt is going to rot in prison for the rest of his days because... Because he deserves yeah. to rot in there. Um, when the Apparently Mac could serve up to 20 years. And that is too little in my opinion. Absolutely. She, sh- she should be held as accountable as him in my opinion. Oh, I agree actually. I w- Especially considering she helped groom these children. She yeah. helped create DOS. It wasn't just his initials that were carved into these women. It was a combination yeah. of his and hers. That's why I say she's the freaking queen grandmaster. She was just... Yeah. She wasn't even second in command. I do not believe that. I truly believe that she stuck her head into all of this. Oh, she conspired with him to do these things. Oh, yeah. She's um just as evil. And I don't want, I do not 100% believe that she was maybe brainwashed. I think she fully loved it. Oh, for sure. It's a, it's a control thing. And with control and power, people, you see the worst side of people, unfortunately. Oh, Clearly. The worst side came out in her and him. Yeah. Apparently, even at the trial, Ranieri's lawyer was arguing that thousands of people have benefited from the group's self-help teachings. Because that's what they claim to be a self-help uh-huh. group. A kind of self-help like, multi-level fuck? marketing group type thing. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And honestly, I bet those people are looking back and going, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. This is a little tidbit that I actually really love to read. When mm. the verdict was read outside the court, former members of Nexium gave the prosecution team a round of applause. Oh. Which is, you, you know, imagine how many of them actually broke down crying because it's yeah. like this massive weight yeah. that's come off of their shoulders. It's just, oh, I, I really hope. It's got wrenching. Yeah, that they, that this helps them find some closure and move forward. You hope and deal with you what's, definitely what's happened. Hope so. I really, really hope so. So, I'd say that's the end of that. But I guarantee we'll be hearing more about this. Oh, for yeah. sure. Right? Should we do our idiot of the week and cheer me up? Yes, because I'm feeling blue now. I was blue before, but now I'm a <laughs> deeper shade of blue. Chance in the words. Chances steps. are. Our listeners are going, Jesus, this is a fucking shitty episode. It, it yes. is. It's deep down, Sauce. pull your heart out of your chest episode. We apologize. Unfortunately, this is a murder podcast, true crime mm-hmm. podcast, and you're going to hear shitty news. And, so. and this is why we have the palate cleansers called Idiot of the Week. Of the week. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we fucking need it. Oh, and definitely. this is great. All right, so you want to go give it a go? Yeah. <laughs> so this is a UK one. I know. A UK idiot. We're not in Florida anymore. You get a break this week, I don't guys. even remember the last time we've had a UK idiot. Our last UK idiot was the guy who robbed the pizza hut. So oh, that's right. It the was, Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. It would seem that there's a theme with, with UK idiots. So a man <laughs> who robbed Barclays Bank with a banana <laughs> stick him up <laughs> <laughs> has been jailed this week. Lawrence Vonderdal, 
who was 50, entered the Bournemouth Town Centre branch of Barclays, approaching one of the tills, holding a banana covered with an orange plastic bag. Probably a Sainsbury's one. <laughs> yes, I didn't even think about it. You're right. He then pointed it at the cashier and said, <laughs> This is brilliant. This is a stick up. Give me the cash. Who says stick up? How many fucking old films has he been watching? Right. You know what he's hoping for? A bag with the money sign on it. <laughs> yeah, swag bag. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So, dear old Larry, I'm going to call him Larry Vonderdale. <laughs> He forced the cashier to give over the money and she handed over £1,100 in £20 notes and he took it and walked out of the store. Now, I don't know what happened to him, whether there was some divine intervention. <laughs> what have I done? While he was walking through Bournemouth Town Centre. <laughs> I just I mean, thought this should just show. As he left from the bank, he probably went, got a split. <laughs> <laughs> he should have said that. That would have made oh, it amazing. But yeah, so like he's he's obviously wandering around Bournemouth thinking, well, this £1,100 hasn't fulfilled me in quite the way. He's eating his banana. He's got nothing left to do. <laughs> he goes and hands himself into the police at Bournemouth. It's crazy. Just, I mean, to be fair, he'd, I've no doubt he'd have probably been caught. But they anyway. had him on camera. Did he not even wear a disguise? Um, I think he had a hat on, but I don't think oh, he had it I over his face. I wish he was wearing, like, a proper um, balaclava, like, comedy sure, style. I, I no, have... you can see his face. Yes, I thought so. I have that picture in our folders. And he's got, you could tell it's a Sainsbury's Is bag. It, not... <laughs> I was laughing so hard and my eyes were watering, so I couldn't what? see it properly. Let me get to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic, if you ask me. What a fucking knob oh my god so yeah he um was sentenced at bournemouth crown court on oh, monday yeah, his face is in full view full yeah. view and he admitted <laughs> robbery and possessing an imitation firearm <laughs> <laughs> an imitation come on oh for fuck's sake i mean although i'm not going to take away from the fact that that cashier was probably fucking terrified. no apparently one the of the police woman. constables like well, obviously, it's a pretty crappy deal, but she would have been terrified nonetheless. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because the thing is, you don't see that it was a banana. No, so. and that's the thing. You just think somebody's pointing a gun at you, you hand over the cash, and that poor woman must have been fucking terrified. Yes, this is it. Um, I definitely would have been. Have you seen yeah. that movie, Bandits? I know I've mentioned this before. No. So... As a recap, in case you've forgotten, with Kate Blanchett, um, oh yes, Bruce Willis and Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. So the two men are actually shitty robbers. They've been caught multiple times. They've been in jail, but they get it a um, jailbreak. Yes, and they have to figure out how to get cash. So what do they do? They rob banks, and the <laughs> moment with they, bananas. Oh wait, it's very close to it though. The moment they get out of jail and the moment they realize that we need cash to make this work, they rob, they steal a car, find a highlighter in there, come up behind the security guard and put it right to his neck. So oh he my thinks God. it's a barrel resting against his neck. So of course you're yeah, going to yeah. freak out and yeah. get him to give him the gun. And suddenly he's got a real gun. But the thing is, it's no different. You don't. No, what it is, and you can easily Either break way, out. Either way, 
you are making that person in fear of their oh, life. Oh, definitely. And that and is a horrendous thing And to no do. one should feel that when they're going to jail. Uh, so- no. Going to jail. At the work. work. Thank you. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, people. Good grief. Yeah, so Lawrence Vonderdell. I just like saying Vonderdell, to be honest. <laughs> Carol Vorderman. <laughs> Lawrence Vonderdell has been sentenced to 14 months in prison, which doesn't seem a lot, really. Well, no. No. It's, honestly, it is quite low. But now. I suppose what he really did isn't as terrible. Well, I mean, he definitely caused terror. Um, but yes. the thing is, so he's gone to jail for 14 months. When you think about it, for someone who's probably never been in jail, it's probably pretty long for him. And yeah. all that for 1100 quid. Yeah, that's Was it so really incredible. worth it? I'm thinking Absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. What a plonker. What an idiot. <laughs> Billick. <laughs> what a bellend. Guys, please rate, review, and subscribe. We've had some more reviews. Uh, thank you. Less thanks to the snarky ones. <laughs> Although, let's be honest, we got a good crack up from that. That was fucking hilarious, um, I must say. And a shout out to Instagram user Wicked Sherry. It's yes, hi. Five star review from her. Absolutely lovely woman. She is getting a sticker with our logo as well as some british candies and she's located in the u.s and you too can get it if you give us five-star reviews so don't yes. be afraid to send us we mean what we say Except i definitely do in case you didn't know i even posted it on instagram on the stories that shit is nice real. so yeah do that and also follow us on instagram facebook or twitter and they are all pretty active at the moment um, yes murder on our mind to murder on our mind podcast or murder on our mind without an s because sometimes it's one or t'other you'll find they'll us. all be in the description <laughs> swipe up on a smartphone if yeah. your application does that and check out patreon because if you like our idiots and our banana man bank robbers you will love the exclusive idiots That's right count yes. patreon um one dollar a month and you get to listen to this exclusive so yeah, we're really cheap. So. <laughs> yes. Try us. <laughs> and I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, thanks, Bye, guys. guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.